When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and I've got a conehead, apparently. I'm here with all of the lads. We we, we did it, guys. We're all back. We have a quorum. The four Woo! Us. Woo! Shout! Oh, I, think quorum, I think quorum Woo! is three quarters. No. It's for us to vote, we have to have all of us. Okay, like, that's fair. What do we vote like, on? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, what are we voting on? What are we voting what on? Voting? Who to kick off the podcast? <laughs> uh, again, dentist boy. I don't know if you want to bring that up. I don't know if you want that to be the hey, vote. They supposed yeah. to call me on Thursday. They called me an hour before. And we're like, sorry, we didn't call you the day before. No, no, no. Nick, so when Nick, they called no. you, wait. When they called you, did they call you on a house phone? <laughs> My cell phone at like eleven. So your right cell phone. I text you. Your yeah. supercomputer. It also has a calendar function on it. Don't use it. That's 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 not an excuse. So wait, literally, here it is. Here's the, the reality, though. If they had called you on Wednesday, you still would have told us on Wednesday that you can't be there on Friday. Yeah. It would change nothing. Nothing would have changed. You still would, wouldn't have been there because you forgot about your dentist appointment. But you would have known more, more than like 45 minutes in advance. Anyway, on Fair. with the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was walking around a hotel in Athens carrying my laptop looking like a lost boy talking at a screen but no one was talking back to me so they thought i was a fucking nut job it was sad it was you know see i feel like we're in an age with airpods and like other bluetooth headphones where you can just walk around and be schizophrenic and no one would actually know they were just (laughs) talking to someone there's somebody on the other end i used to agree that it's like is that guy homeless or is he on a phone call (laughs) you'll never know Just hey, because I think you the same talking thing. to yourself doesn't mean you can't be. You, you might have a home still. True, I talk to myself. If you talk to yourself, doesn't mean you're homeless. Come on. <laughs> Especially doing Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jonesy's bringing up some deep fucking cuts. I don't think we ever brought it up on the podcast. <laughs> no, we never. So when Jonesy when Jonesy visited uh, <laughs> Nick and I. <laughs> Gaming is supposed to be social. No, 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 no. We were playing, we were playing Smash Brothers on the couch. And as Jonesy and I are playing, honestly, I think the most admirable part was just Jonesy's response. So let me get through the whole story before anyone jumps in here. It's not that long. But essentially, as we're playing and we're like in a heated battle, maybe not for Jonesy because he's way better than I am. But for me, I'm like concentrating really hard to try to beat him because I'm terrible at it. As it's happening, Nick is constantly talking mile a minute random bullshit mile a minute and not just mile a minute of just like monologue but mono, like a mile a minute of things that require input from us but even if he didn't get it he kept going and at one point 
in the calmest, most level-headed like way, Jonesy was just like, you know, Nick, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not listening to a word you're saying. Like that's what he was, just, he was playing. And <laughs> I kept going. I bust up laughing because I was concentrating so hard. And the whole time I was thinking, I wanted to say, Nick, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to play right now. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, couldn't concentrate. I couldn't multitask enough to say <laughs> Gaming is supposed to be social. And that's my final it comment. It is, but I feel like, I feel like sometimes it's like, it, it, you could talk and be social, but in certain heated moments, it's read the room. <laughs> you know, I can't. <laughs> that read. was one of the- <laughs> we're, we're literally on our last lives, like fighting, fighting, fighting. <laughs> Just like non sequitur after non sequitur. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. Sorry. On with the show. On with the show. Ugh. We, we what, are we talking good, about today? what are we talking about today i don't know we spent a good five minutes vlogging uh-huh. nick i feel like we should move on uh, in today's show we're going to be having a conversation about nick cage's latest film the unbearable weight of massive talent but before that we've got several news stories to get through there's a lot that happened this week uh since we left you guys but we're going to focus on just a few things the biggest one uh, seem, well, actually, there are two big ones. The Ezra Miller story is a continuing story. Uh, the last time we had a conversation about it, there was only one assault that occurred in Hawaii at the end of March. Now, as of the middle of April, so April 19th, we've had another one. And this one involves uh, Miller. It seems like he may or may not have been intoxicated at the time. Um, but shortly after 1 a.m. on Tuesday, he got into... Um, an altercation where he was asked to leave. And instead of leaving, he launched a chair at some folks and he ended up striking a a 26 year old female in the forehead. And that resulted in a half inch cut on her head. And so as of right now, uh, there hasn't been any statement, no conversation, no nothing that we've heard from DC or Warner brothers as of right now, as of this recording, But part of the conversation we were having last time was about uh, the future of Ezra Miller in the DC universe or the Harry Potter universe, because there were reports that after the first assault, there was an emergency meeting being had about his future. Then we heard another uh, contradictory report saying, hey, no, that's overblown. That's not happening. Uh, Nick was like, no, we should believe that second report. And so... I guess we're kind of at the point now where like, if they're not actually having emergency meetings, they should be. And given that we talked about Fantastic Beasts last week, and we didn't really address this as we reviewed the movie Jammer and I, I'm curious. What Though we were, that didn't stop us from getting accused about talking about the controversies. Some <laughs> random comment oh, was talking about. I totally oh, yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, it was some random comment was just like, oh, you don't even like. I don't know. For some reason, they were acting as if we only talked about the controversy. When for some reason we didn't even we didn't bring it up in passing, not even in the slightest. Uh, so I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I was super glitchy Maru last week, and I just I was just like, let's just talk about this movie and all the extraneous stuff we'll get to later. And so I didn't even I could not even concentrate enough to focus on it. And so, given that my internet seems stable. Let's talk about seems. the future of Ezra seems allegedly. Let's um, let's have a conversation about Ezra Miller and the DCU and the uh, Fantastic Beasts 
world. Because like I said, if they're not having meetings, emergency meetings or meetings about him generally, they should be. And so I'm curious what you guys think they're going to do, given what we know now in this second assault. Because I've got thoughts. But I want to hear you guys go first. I shall go. Uh, Okay, go. (laughs) Shotgun. Um, What's interesting about Fantastic Beasts, I guess this is a minor spoiler. Oh, I guess spoilers real quick. Jump two minutes or whatever. Um, I can't believe that he, it felt like they didn't even touch the end of his story. He just suddenly was unimportant. And they moved on to the wedding. And it's like, it could easily you, you be written explained, out. You explained two or three different aspects of that movie where they just brushed off things from the previous yeah. movie. So yeah, that's... Yeah. I feel like he's <clears throat> easily removed from that. And with Discovery Warner Brothers uh, looking to shake things up, supposedly. Um, and also... For DC though, right? Now, now I'm talking about DC. Um, okay. As far as DC, uh, Discovery talked about overhauling shit. Um, I don't see why they could easily get rid of him out of that, too. Okay. I mean, okay, so you think they're going to get rid of him? I don't see why. I, I think you kind of have to at this point. Like, if it's once, like Anthony Starr being Homelander in real life, then it's like, okay, actors misbehave sometimes. But if it's a Everybody continuing gets one problem... What? Has, Everybody has, gets has one WB, Yeah. Has WB ever done ever reacted to anything anything i guess other than johnny depp and so that is so i think that that's the problem right that's the precedent you and especially the fact that johnny depp is in the news right now um i don't think that they can do nothing and so this is going to be this was going to be my comment i think the fact that johnny depp is so prominently in the news right now as well as the fact that fantastic beast was just released and they didn't even address the fact that they recast his character, but certainly he was recast based on what happened between him and Amber Heard. And if you're following the trial or if you paid any attention to any of the voice messages that came out before that happened, you were kind of less inclined to think that maybe he should have been pulled off. But now, given what's happening with Ezra Miller, you almost have to as a response. Yeah, but. I feel like they've also proven they could do nothing for a long time. Sure. Uh, I mean, Johnny Depp, when did that first come out? 2017? Something like that? Yeah. 2000. I think, I think the difference is like five years. Four, four five times. years. I think the difference is this. It was, <clears throat> and so I'm, I'm going to use this phrase, even though I hate it. It was, he said, she said, right? And the truth of what happened wasn't readily apparent. Here we have multiple arrests in addition to that incident that happened a couple of years ago with Ezra Miller. And I think it is easier to go from flash to bang on this than it is where you're trying to suss out what happened in a domestic dispute. Does that make sense? Was that a pun? Flash and bang? Was that a pun? No. No, what should have been. Good job. Um, and so Kyle just <laughs> dropped in the chat that heard me the initial accusation in 2016. Oh, and wow. I think that the other, okay. the yeah. other difference is there was not, I haven't heard anybody from WB come out in support of Ezra Miller versus Johnny Depp. We had multiple people saying like, Hey, it's not what you think it is. You had the, the showrunner, the writer of fantastic beasts, um jk rowling saying like no no no, this is our guy like this is who we want and so there was a there was a a level of support for him that we have not seen for ezra miller 
true. I'm sure they restore the Snyder verse fans who would disagree. They, <clears throat> they have all the support. <laughs> what does that have to do with this? I mean, you know, they want, they want to keep Ezra Miller. They want Ben Affleck back for a solo Batman movie, even though he's the one who doesn't want to do it. I'm talking about the, rest- but that's, that's not hashtag related, restore this, the Snyder verse. This is, this is not related to somebody who's done something wrong though. Yeah, how no, many people I mean, did Ben Affleck slap? What are you talking about? <laughs> Does Ben Affleck have to slap a bitch? Apparently. What's I, happening? I don't, I don't know what... Danny, what are your thoughts and feelings <laughs> about any of this controversy? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on this one, Jonesy. I think, buddy, I think the he said, she said, like you said, was... Uh, he said, she said, like you said, <laughs> was, was a That's little good. bit more... It gave, um, it gave Johnny Depp's situation... It made Johnny Depp's death, Johnny Depp's situation very different to this one. Right now, we've got Ezra Miller that, as far as I know, has it's absolutely him. He absolutely did do these things and was arrested for it. And so there's no real grey area or or excuse or anything. And unfortunately, it with Fantastic Beasts not doing that well either. I don't think I don't know what the current box office numbers are. It's difficult to see that moving forwards in any big way. I I think they will unfortunately make a decision and, and say thanks but no thanks we won't see you in number four and i haven't seen number three yet so i can't comment on what you guys saw i avoided last yeah. week's chit chat about whether or not his character in this one was already kind of forgotten about and stuff so yeah unfortunately i think warner brothers will do something this time whether or not they should or not i don't know the guy the guy needs some help you know the guy needs Absolutely. someone to you know look after him and, and maybe having time away from these big franchises will actually help him because there's a lot of pressure that comes with these roles right there's a lot of eyes there's a lot of money there's a lot at stake and maybe that's part of what the challenges he's having so i hope he gets the help and maybe cutting him off these two franchises for now will give him time and space to get that help yeah it's disappointing um I mean, there is a lot of pressure that comes with it, but it's just so like, I guess I have less hope than you do. I think something should be done. I think they should take him off as much as, as much as I actually enjoy his flash and I'm interested in the flash movie. Like he had fine. He's fine in fantastic Beasts, but the role itself sucks. So there's that. Um, But I don't think, I just don't have faith that they're going to do anything because I think they've proven that they can pretty much do nothing for a long time and have almost no repercussions. Like at the end of the day, no negative repercussions. I don't think Johnny Depp hurt fantastic beasts. I think fantastic beasts hurt fantastic beasts. Um, (laughs) They haven't, they haven't done anything with Amber Heard. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't expect them to do anything. It seems like they're just more content to do say nothing, do nothing um see no evil speak no evil hear no evil all that shit i don't even know if that expression applies i don't even know what that expression means but <laughs> i mean it kind uh, of does right yeah. it seems like the idea that the corporation is going to stick their head in the sand for as long as they possibly can and it's funny right because they haven't Amber said Heard. anything they still yeah. haven't said anything i think it's and interesting that you brought it's been up like a Amber month Heard. it's been a month of almost nonstop news i'm i remember when the accusations about amber heard seem to it, like hers her accusations against Johnny Depp seem to turn as the audio files came out where he recorded her um where she mm-hmm. admitted to <clears throat> slapping and hitting him and there were people saying there were rumors that WB was going to excise her from Aquaman and things of that nature it'll be really interesting to see what if anything WB does with that going forward they cannot get their shit together with their cinematic universe like it's 
crazy to me that the people that like we were having a conversation, I think Jammer, you and I last week about the folks that they keep picking at the top can't seem to get anything together. And now it seems like the people even within the universe either don't want to keep going forward like Ben Affleck or just fuck up and are going to be pushed aside or the organization itself does something. And like Ray Fisher, they're just out there. And I find that to be fast. I've never seen this level of or inexplicably, inexplicably, he does nothing wrong and also is not a part of the future. Henry Cavill. Yeah, it is. It is crazy to me. And I I don't think I I have ever seen this level of dysfunction. I can't. Sony. It's weird. (laughs) So Sony's different. Oh, yeah, I think there's a difference between making bad movies and you just like you have personality conflicts and people just self-selecting to be removed from the franchise. That's not the same thing as making yeah. shitty movies. I know. I was just kidding. <laughs> For Kyle's sake. Who's our I, I'm surprised I didn't see I didn't see a fist pump from Kyle. Oh, he, he, he did. He clapped. He did. He's on the ones and twos clapping very loudly. Those was Mikey's. Movie. OK, so screw screw Sony. that's all for another podcast with proper screw um so yeah those are kind of my thoughts jammer did you have anything else i know i jumped in on your thought i mean no i think my main thought was i don't think they're going to do anything because they haven't there's been like i said a month of solid ezra miller news i haven't said anything maybe i guess you could say they're waiting for fantastic beasts to come out but it's come out did the report come out after Yes. The new second one came out after. Yeah. yeah. Second, so like there's, there's two yeah. said it's too. It's almost too late. It's like I and they're just not going to I just think they'll sit on it for a little bit <clears throat> and then they'll say something. why. What's there to sit on? I mean, um, I, I, not, I guess destroying the flash. <laughs> but out. I mean, they're gonna like the flash comes out in a year. Where are they going to sit true. on it for a year? A year plus? Are they gonna? I know they're gonna Kevin Spacey him out. No, so here's what's happening. The delay better. is the fact that there is a new um, leadership there, mm. and they're trying to figure out what to do. Um, they're waiting for the dust to settle on this leadership change over in all those things. And then once that happens, I think they're going to make a decision at that point. So it, it's hard for us on the outside not to see this just like as a monolithic corporation. But as you and I were talking about last week, just the new leadership coming in and doing a shakeup and Nick brought it up today. And I think that that's the thing that's, that's taking time to percolate before they figure out exactly what they're going to do. They don't want to jump ahead too fast. Did they ever, yeah, I guess did, they don't, they don't want to pull a Disney with James Gunn. Right. But I mean, they've already I thought Warner brothers picked him up immediately. <laughs> so maybe they yeah. don't have ethics. What did about they you, Danny? Sorry. Comment about Ray Fisher. Sorry, yeah, don't. Did they ever make comments about Ray Fisher? Was that ever issue uh, addressed from Warner Brothers themselves? Any of that? Little bit. Um, I remember. I remember there were some statements, and I'm trying to remember. Was it part of the investigation that got released later? Gotcha. Because I don't um, remember them ever saying anything about J.K. Rowling either, with the controversy about the LGBT, nope. LGBT no. stuff, and that that was clearly. A fantastic beasts warner brothers thing right you've got this one of their main flagships and their writers involved in that and they didn't make a comment on that i can't remember about the ray fisher one so they do have a history of not saying anything and 
hopefully letting it get sort of forgotten. The closest about. they did with Ray so Fisher was actually trying to discredit him. That's yeah. the closest they That's did. Someone's <laughs> gonna punch me in the face for this, but I can distinguish J.K. Rowling versus Ezra Miller or even Ray Fisher. J.K. Yeah. Rowling said something that people disagree with. That's not right. the same thing as assault. No, fair enough. That's a fair comment. Yeah. And I think that Ray Fisher, like the <laughs> Warner Brothers is being attacked. So they defended themselves or they felt like they were being attacked. Turns so out, like, no, you, you were the asshole the whole time. I mean, they were so being attacked. Each case, each case it wasn't, you know, one is... it was warranted. They were being attacked with opinion. the truth. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> that's fair. Good point. Eat about the head with the, the truth of the matter. I don't know. But yeah, anything else? Any other deep thoughts about this before we move on to our other big story? All good. Negative. All good. All right. Let's talk about a, another entity that's not doing so well, Netflix. Uh, Netflix is kind of getting its ass kicked right now. And it looks as though... So to set up the story, on Wednesday of this past week, uh, they lost 35% of their market share. Um, what that actually means is that they basically lost $50 billion in their market cap. And right yeah, just now... On just on day. Wednesday. The, yes. the, the Tuesday was fine. It was just Wednesday. They, suddenly they were fine. It was like, you know, they everyone, woke up. Everyone subscribed to Apple on Wednesdays. <laughs> so there were, a couple of, there were a couple of things. That happened. Payday or something in the US. <laughs> <laughs> they, so they lost $50 billion of their market cap. And, and basically what that means is uh, their, their overall valuation. They currently sit at about uh, 95.6 or 96.9. It's, it's still high as hell, but if somebody wanted to come in and buy them, they could basically buy for less than $100 billion, which, you know, if you've got that kind of money, go forth. And, Wait, uh, on what? <laughs> Wait, so how, how much did you say they're selling for? The stocks? No, no, not the stock price. Their market oh. capitalization. So okay, that, those are two different things. Um, yeah, yeah, I just and, misunderstood. Okay, got it. okay. I was like, it's not that uh, low. It's not, no, it's not no, no, 95 yeah, no. a share. No. I was about to go like, what? Let me get my Robin Hood out. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they've lost tens of billions of dollars. And part of this is based on a report that they released uh, for this call. quarter. Yes. So at the earnings call, it looks like they projected that they were going to gain 2.5 million subscribers. Turns out that they actually lost 200,000. That's a, you know, I don't know if you can do the net loss on that very quickly in your head. That's a significant difference. If you thought you're going to get 2.5 and you ended up losing 200,000. In addition to that, what they're saying is that there are at least 100 million households that are sharing passwords. And so they're saying that that is actually cutting into uh, their dollars and subscribers that they currently have. So it's looking not good uh, for them, but Here's the other side of that. They're still sitting at 200 million plus subscribers. Um, in addition to that, way back in March of 2020, if you can remember back that far, round about the pandemic time, they grew. Uh, they gained 16 million subscribers in, a, in the quarter um, that ended in March of 2020. And that's based on pandemic um, consumption. And so there's a part of me that wonders are we settling back into quote unquote normal 
or does this forebode some actual trouble? And one of the other things I was going to add to that is uh, Netflix, like a lot of other corporations, pulled out of Russia. And so that constituted a loss of 700,000 subscribers to the service as well. So that adds to um, just to the, the, the trouble that they're facing, but I, I don't think that anybody would really hold that against them. So yeah, they wouldn't have had a loss though, if it wasn't for Russia, they probably, they would have, it wouldn't have been, it would have been like, my guess, I, I think if I recall, like around a few hundred thousand increase, mm-hmm. which is still substantially lower than 2.5 million. Correct. Sorry. But it would, it would, it, you're right. It would have been 500,000 just based on that math that, that Jones <laughs> said earlier with the loss and this, that they would have been 500,000 up. You're right. Not the two and a half million, but 2.5 million they were looking for, but it would have been a, a plus. So there's no doubt that right. that Russia thing hit them hard as far as those those numbers are concerned. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. My thoughts on it, Jonesy, or are you, are you done there, brother? Or You already got the conch. Jump in. Because <laughs> so I, I get a feeling it's a little bit of both. I think things are settling. I think as things have reached a certain normality in most of the world, I think things are settling. I do think also that you've also got the the strength of the other streaming platforms. I'm fucking loving Amazon and Apple at the moment. I think word of mouth and their shows have been slowly grinding forwards and gaining a few subscribers uh, month on month on month on. So I think a combination of the big thing with the, the Russia taking a hit, other streaming services doing such good jobs and banging out quality shows. Uh, and Netflix did in, did invest a shit ton of money when they were making films for 150 million and all that kind of stuff. So I have no doubt that it's a mixture of all those things put together. But I do think it's a settling period uh, for a year or two, and then we'll see who truly is the the leader, so to speak. But that's what I think. I think it's settling. Other streaming services <clears throat> doing really well and showing good quality content, and so I don't think it's too much for them to worry about. But I've got some comments about what how they've handled their um, their franchises, but we can talk about that afterwards if you like, because that would certainly help their bottom line. Forget the subscribers, but it certainly would have helped their bottom line. Yeah, as Kyle pointed out, they're spending what thirty million dollars an episode on uh, Stranger Things, so I can't imagine that. So while this story isn't necessarily about the expenditure of money, it does have an impact in terms of how much they're charging subscribers. And so we've had conversations multiple times over the course of this podcast as they've done more and more price hikes. And so to your point, Danny, and to Kyle's information, the $30 million that they're spending on Stranger Things episodes, where before they were spending what, like $10 million an episode. Now that that significant increase is being passed on to us, the consumers. And so that's definitely impacting their bottom line. Yeah. Just on the yeah. franchise thing. Oh. Sorry, yeah, go, Joe. So go ahead. I'll, I'll save that for afterwards, Joe. So, yeah, this is, as you all have pointed out, like I've, I've just been typing in like all of the different factors. This is not a, this is not a, this is no one thing. There are at least a handful or more of huge factors. You know, one of these factors could have been a big deal, but there are several. So we have, of course, the Russia pullout. Well, yeah, no one can blame them, but that's what seven, eight hundred thousand subscribers or something along the lines of that. So not insignificant. <clears throat> Post-COVID settling, um, as it's no longer, we're not staying home nearly as much as we used to. We don't have unlimited time. And then, of course, increased competition. Disney Plus, Apple, HBO Max, all those streaming services are coming to fruition. As Danny pointed out, Apple is killing it. Um, for me personally, Apple, Disney Plus, and HBO agree, Max, yeah. those are the streaming services. 
you agree now because you now have Apple. I've watched like no, I, I've always had it. I watched like three series. I finished three series in like this last week on Apple. So <laughs> good job. Yeah. So there's a lot of great competition. Uh, the price hikes is another one. They just keep on. They keep on increasing that, and it's the highest priced service out there. Um, mostly, I think they have one that's underneath HBO Max mm. at this point. But HBO Max, and this goes to another problem has something they don't have legitimate franchises and that's just a problem with how they handle their franchises yes they have stranger things yes they have the witcher but i don't i don't associate them as like netflix franchise they don't feel like they're capitalized as much as they really should be and i think that has everything to do with them their their shovelware approach their shovelware approach where you just drop shit on the platform and then let people discover it which worked five years ago but doesn't really work in today's day and age when there's so much content, you need to, you need to like literally have that time to let it sink in. You know, if you drop it one day and people love it for a week or two, great. But then those other people, it won't have time to mature within the pop culture zeitgeist. And it's just, it's an overall issue. Um, So yeah, it's, we are in a settling phase right now with just the streaming wars in general. That's like the other big thing. Uh, And it's really, it's no longer enough just to have the most content out there. You have to have the most highest profile content out there. You know, Disney Plus doesn't have a lot of content in terms of like new stuff, but it does have all of the Marvel and all of the Star Wars and all of the making of stuff and all of the big franchise things that we love. HBO Max, they have the DC stuff. They have the high profile HBO shows that, you know, HBO has always done and uh, among other things. And then Apple Apple is somehow dark horsing it and just putting out un just unfiltered quality shit out of nowhere. Oscar so that's winning great. content. Oscar, we well, yeah, Oscar, well, you're right. Oscar winning even like content. Hulu is up their game a lot. I would say just in the past year. Oh, have they? they have I a have lot not of good really shows. Been Hulu pretty like, like HBO quality shows on Hulu recently. Okay, so yeah, the, comp- the point is the competition is stiffer than ever, and unfortunately, Netflix's shovelware approach just doesn't work. It doesn't, they don't make us, they don't, I'm not excited when I open Netflix, frankly. It's Netflix when I want to watch something that's been out for a while. Um, they try to throw a bunch of stuff on my screen, but it's, it's nothing that is super, I'm not driven to watch it. Even the shows that I've loved and I haven't gone back to, like I haven't watched season, seasons three of Sex Education or Master of None. I liked most of those shows a lot, but I just haven't gotten back to them because when they drop, it just in and out, boom, in and out, boom. Like it's, it was a huge, it sucked. It was Netflix, get your shit together. But I think this is even deeper than that. I think it has to do with, I think this is indicative of the, uh, the peaking of the original the streaming programming stuff, just being able to throw money at big streaming properties without any real logic as to how it affects the bottom line uh you know and and as i think danny pointed out like all the 150 million dollar movies they did you know putting out like 50 of those a year or however many it was um it's just when you have a world where you are essentially in every single household that you're probably gonna get into like what did you say there's a two was it 200 million accounts in the u.s or is that worldwide um, I, it did not specify. So I it did not it's specify. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you talking about people sharing or are you talking about that yeah. own? Okay. Yeah. So oh. owning, uh, using a Netflix account, it's 200 uh, million. In the worldwide. world world or in the U S worldwide. I'm pretty okay. sure it's worldwide. 
Is it worldwide? Okay, cool. But yeah, if there's 100 million in the US that are sharing passwords, that's like, that's like a third of the population right there. Like you're not really going to penetrate much further in unless you just start pulling away value almost. It's really weird. They, they really just hit like a, a saturation point where uh, just throwing money at problems is going to fix. They have to be more strategic about it. And I think this is a problem that all the streamers are going to have one way or another down the line. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know what this means for how, what type, what shows are going to look like going forward. Uh, but we're already seeing like on Netflix, people talk about Netflix canceling shows after two or three seasons. We're going to be seeing that across the board all around. And we're going to see, I think, a drop in, in budgets because uh, you just got to be able to justify these expenses. And it's no longer the, the dot com bubble has burst, essentially, or it's on the verge of bursting. And I think Netflix is sort of the harbinger of what's to come for everybody. And they need to start justifying their expenses with actual numbers very soon. That was a lot. I think I rambled quite a bit, but hopefully there it was, was all a, true. No, you know, that made sense. A coherent I think one of the things that sucks for them is that they, um, oh, I just lost the, the thread I was going to say. It's that they, oh, this is the first time that they've lost subscribers in over a decade. So yeah. it's just a confluence of, of bad things between the money that they're spending on things, the price hikes um, and the war in Russia. It's just, it's all the bad happening at once. Nick, what you got? All right. I look, maybe Kyle can look this up while I'm talking about it. Cause I thought I read in an article that they already ran a test program in Latin America that would, you can share accounts, but it's going to yeah. be a higher price to share. So them. you add $3 um, that you would be able. So in Latin America, $3 per I, account. Yeah. I don't remember how they broke it out, but it's like adding $3. Um, and you'd be able to do that for people that don't live in your household. That's the pilot program. That's not too bad, I guess, but here's, Here's Netflix's real problem, in my opinion. I mean, it has to do with like what Jammer said of dropping it all at once. But it's like, I only need Netflix like three months a year. I can cancel it the rest of the year. Like, I need it for Stranger Things, Russian Doll, Knives Out, and that uh, Ryan Gosling, uh, Chris Evans movie. It's like, I can cancel it the rest of the time. I just watch shit like Seinfeld on there. So that's my family's planning on doing that if they add the price or get rid of sharing. Is it's like we'll just get it for a month and then we'll leave and we'll come back for the next half of Stranger Things and then we'll leave. And then we'll come back for Knives Out because there's no yeah. there's not enough content there that is quality to justify owning it all the time if it's too expensive and they won't let you share it with other people. Because my family splits all the streaming services, and I have Apple TV due to my friend. Um, and it's like I'm thinking back during the pandemic, I can only think of two shows that were like A plus as far as like I enjoyed them and they got a lot of viewers. And all I can think of is Squid Games and uh Tiger King. Otherwise, mm. I don't remember watching anything great on Netflix except for my Prime shows. That's Arcane. True. Haven't seen Arcane, so fuck you with the cowboy bebop. Um I so thanks, Kyle, dropping in the uh dropping in the chat. So it's, it looks like it's three dollars per account so each yeah. with their own profile um, that would be the $3. Not doing that. i think what's crazy about this is like all of those people that are on the password sharing this is essentially an extended free trial and what it tells me is if they haven't converted to folks that are willing to pay for it that as all of you have noted the quality of the stuff that netflix is putting out isn't such that it would grab them because I think comparatively with um, uh, Apple TV, 
at some point I was like, no, 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 I'm watching all of this stuff all the time. Give it. And so I converted from, oh, you bought an iPhone. Here's your free uh, subscription to Apple TV to like, okay, now I need to pay for this Mm -hmm. because I am really enjoying everything that I'm watching. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I hit too. Like I was just like, ah, like when the year came up, when the year was up after I bought, I don't remember what I bought. I think it was my, I don't know what it was. But the year when the year came up, I was just like, ah, oh, shit, I guess I have to pay $4.99 or however much it is a month. That's just an expense that I had. And it's really interesting because I think in around 2017 or 2018, I even on not this podcast, but those fanboys podcast back when that was around, I was just like, there are two subs- like subscription services that I have streaming services that I subscribe to. And one of them is Netflix. Like I'm not I'm, I will never cancel my Netflix subscription. And now I'm at the point where it's just like, ah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll pull it. You know, I'll just, like, like Nick said, just have it a few months a year at specific times. If it gets to the point where it's that much of a hassle, because it's like, there's nothing. Yeah. It's just not, it's not as, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it has the hard hitting franchises like the others. And as much as everybody talks about it, like original shit, Netflix puts out like most of the original shit out there. No one watches it. So mm-hmm. I do think liars. Pandemic, now the pandemic is, is pretty much over the, the release in one episode a week thing is, is just fantastic. It works mm-hmm. well for Disney with the Marvel shows. It works well with Apple. You know, we don't have the time anymore to binge watch stuff. So we get this one episode a week. We get to talk about it. It stays in the, it stays in the environment. It stays in the atmosphere. People are chatting about it for a whole week. And like you just said, you get your free subscription and you've already plowed through six weeks. You've watched these shows for six weeks, not just one afternoon on a one rainy Saturday afternoon. And all the all the signs are pointing to that's a better model and a better way of doing sure. things. And Netflix is going to have to change. Do you think that they will change to that model? Of well, they have, right? So it depends. No, I was going to say, so depending on what show it is. Right. So, Jammer, you brought up uh, Arcane. Arcane released, I think, in three episode chunks. It was okay. not a, a dump. And it'll be interesting if we stop calling shows seasons. Um, because, like, we talked about with Stranger Things. That's being released in, like, bulk chunks. But t- they did and- do two, which is interesting. Like, releasing it in two parts does kind of extend the... Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Like that is a a change. And so it'd be interesting if they stop calling it a season or like whatever they're going to do to do that. But they, they have, they're trying something. I don't know if it's in response to this, uh, but it seems like they're doing different things. Like also other, other streamers have experimented and done this. So like Amazon, the show um, outer range right now with Josh Bolin that we talked about, yeah. It looks like it's releasing two episodes a week. Um, and, and so, I've seen yeah. Hulu and Amazon drop three episodes and then make you wait week to week. Yeah. I think two to three episodes is like, that's the money spot. Um, I think that people will are willing to sit there to watch two to three episodes of a 45 to 50 minute show and then be fine waiting a week. Give that, me, give me two episodes spot. initially, two episodes initially, and then one episode a week after that. That's how I like it. But you know me, I don't like to binge. I'm realizing more and more I'm like so binge averse. It's it's exhausting. It is way more uh, exciting, I found, to wait week to week where I'm like, let's watch another episode of Moon. Oh, we can't watch another episode of Moon Knight yet. We have to wait. Yeah. It's it's fun. And it's yeah. like it's classic TV, but 
seems to work better as a model like we've discussed previously as far as also keeping them relevant where you're like oh that's way weak for moon night not oh i got all the moon night now we can stop talking about it yeah i don't even like it that much but like obi-wan is about to do that same thing right and I, the only thing is i don't know if it is in response to the fact that it was delayed so are they dropping two episodes because it was delayed or are they dropping two episodes because um Kyle's got a thing. Yeah. Clarification. The, this is this is all uh technically what's the word? Uh inference or con- conjecture, whatever, whatever. Sure. But um uh basically they want they want to give the crowd at at Star Wars Celebration something special with Obi-Wan being seen there first. And in order to make up for the delay, they'll drop the two two episodes. There hasn't been an official official. This is why, but you can right. connect enough enough dots to to see it. But they they did release other uh, Marvel and Star Wars shows with you know more than one uh, episode initial drops. Okay, yeah. So everybody's changing. Everybody's trying different things, and it seems like Netflix just needs to evolve. It's the bottom line. Yep. Times change. People we change. fixed it. We fixed it. You American hear that, Reed Hastings? Too. We fixed it. You guys ready to move on? Yep, sir. All right. I totally fucked up the order. We were supposed to do trailers first. Sorry, Kyle. Um, but we're going to have a conversation about... We got two new trailers this week. Just to just to keep this all going in, a, in an orderly train, we'll talk about Love, Death, and Robots first, since we were just talking about Netflix. So we got a trailer for season three, or volume three, rather of love death and robots this is the show from uh deadpool one's tim miller and you know if you saw any of that it's an anthology show generally animated sometimes hand-drawn sometimes computer sometimes there's live that, action that's all animated everything said, sometimes you just said there's live action okay you know well i started talking before he said live action so maybe you should let people like finish maybe you should let but people yeah. finish <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let them do the fighting for me. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. God damn it, um, yeah, sometimes you've got live action mixed in. Um, there's one episode that I can think of specifically, and it was with uh, Topher Grace, uh, where they, they threw in some live action stuff. Um, so we've got two volumes of that that dropped. And then we've also got um, the third one coming out. You'll be able to watch it in May. And what I find interesting about this, at, even at this point, it's a month out. We don't know. The, the episode count uh, previously, I think it was like 18 episodes that we got in that first season. The second season, we got eight. There was some information that dropped last year where IGN was saying they thought it was going to be another eight episodes. And what I find kind of interesting in having this conversation about Netflix, the first volume was pretty highly regarded. Um, it got a, let's see if I can pull up my Rotten Tomatoes on it real quick. So the first volume got a, where you at? Come on, move faster. It got a 77% from the critics, but a 92% from the audience. Um, I was probably closer to 92. Volume two comparatively got an 85% from the critics, but only a 57% from the audience. And that was probably reflective of how I felt about it as well. It, It just felt like a different show that was not as... Uh, fun or interesting or good anyway all that to say we got a new trailer this week and it it doesn't show you a lot 
you get like a mock opening that has Queen's Gambit. They're they're saying they're the problem child of Netflix. And this is the, you know, the sexy, the violent, cool show on Netflix. And so I'm curious, um, how did you guys feel about the first and second volume? And are you going to watch this? Are you going to cancel Netflix before you get a chance to see it next month? I um, didn't even know there was a second volume and I didn't finish the first volume, but I did enjoy the trailer where it's like not just Queen's Gambit, but like Briggerton and like all their like fancy, it's like 12 time Emmy winner. And then it's the like, British accent shows, which Queen's Gambit. Yeah, really. It is like there's also The Crown. Is that a Netflix show? Like they show all of those yeah. and they're like 12 Emmys, blah, blah, blah. And it's like and now the zero Emmy winning sh- like show that you actually care about. But the style is really cool. And maybe I should go back and watch it before I cancel Netflix because of- you wouldn't like it. Oh, I wouldn't. Given what I know of your like the things you like from animation, you wouldn't like it. All right, I'm not gonna. There's watch a, like, this like is- there's a, there's a significant amount of sex in there and things that quote unquote make you feel things. You, <laughs> you, you wouldn't. This isn't for you. Okay, I seed my time or whatever. <laughs> I mean, for me, I, I'm a uh, Jonesy. Yes. Do I like Love, Death, and Robots? Probably too cynical. Yes. For him. No, I think you do. Um, I think you appreciate the different art styles, even if you don't like the what Nick just said, the cynical. It, it, they're, it's cynical. exactly. I, so here's, I don't like it, but I do like looking at it. Yeah, I like looking at it, but I but I don't like it looking at it enough to really dig into like the season one was like, that's fine. It just felt like a lot of unnecessarily edgy things, you know, it's like sex gore death and that's what they advertise the new trailer why not i know i'm just saying yeah exactly like it's just give me more i don't know i i don't need i don't i don't care i don't really need things to be blood sex murder for the sake of blood sex murder like no, give me I'm, a nice give me, give me give me a nice story <laughs> give me a nice story and uh Jim, you know, you, something you suck. That i'll cry to and i'll be i'll be good so this is just not my thing you know it's the reason like i didn't like shows like i don't know like metalocalypse or even the boys diabolical whatever the fuck it's called or adult animation in general where it's just it's just cynical and mean-spirited and just violence it doesn't have blah, the christmas blah, blah, blah. spirit does it Gemma? there's no it doesn't christmas. have the christmas spirit no christmas <laughs> spirit we don't need that no it's fine but my point is that i just i the the visuals were beautiful kind of made me want to check them out for that and i like the unique art styles because i love the medium of animation but uh other than that i don't know like yeah, the first set the first season i thought was pretty good second season not as good not a lot of hits there but you, that's the risky run with any anthology series like star wars most of them i didn't like if i recall i think there's two you're talking about visions yeah star wars visions so this, that's just anthology storytelling and i guess for me i also just don't like <laughs> i just don't like experimentational styles for the sake of experimentational styles. I say that I do like it, but at the same time, it's a it all has to be grounded. Uh, Jammer, in a story I've been, I've like. been bidden to ask you what is, what is Pantian stockings and why do you like it? Uh, Cause it's funny. And I think the characters are fun. <laughs> what is that? Should I, what I oh, like so it's this? Yes, you would Jonesy. You would I feel like, like it. Danny would like it more than. <laughs> so yeah. So it's this show called Pantian stocking with garter belts. And it is about two God. fallen angels, two fallen angels who, uh, Panty and Stalking, who they, uh, I forget, they're sentenced to earth 
because they were bad and they just have to live there and do shit and they transform and the way what's that it's dogma. So it's dogma sure it's dogma <laughs> except with you know like sailor moon style transformations except on stripper poles and just a bunch of other random shit it's uh it's really funny didn't you tell me you didn't like kill a kill for that exact reason but kill a kill is different kill a kill is, is it is it it is because because the sexualization in this is pure comedy, whereas the sexualization in Kill a Kill is like just get the fuck out of here. I'm reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming. Look my at Panty and Stocking. <laughs> look at Panty and Stocking with starter belts. Danny, what do you think about yeah. all this? Shit? Wait, Kyle, Kyle, I can have... you throw up some Panty and Stocking with Garter, garter Belt uh, video in this? Okay, good. <laughs> it's, it's already on the screen. It's already on the screen. It's it's the one where. Uh, uh, what's your name's covered in uh, brown goop and oh there's a there's the transformation see, scene right now guys yeah what the fuck great music watching? by the way really great music really great music oh the music it's the oh music it's the music like. right do, yeah. do you also read uh playboy for the articles you fucker who <laughs> <laughs> reads playboy i'm sorry hustle you're a hustler man <laughs> <laughs> I think you're speaking to the wrong generation here. I don't think any of us grew up on Playboy or, well, maybe Daddy. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> British Playboy? I love the oh, silence. Like, the, the lack of denial is, the lack of denial is what I love. That's a river in Egypt, sister. <laughs> love death and robots, Danny. <laughs> I've never Thoughts, heard of feeling? this fucking show, but I, I really? want to watch it now. Only because you said you like it. The fact that Jammer hates it means I really want to watch it. Uh, <laughs> it's hit or miss. It's no, hit or I, miss. It, yeah, seriously, I'd never heard of this show. I just watched that trailer and thought, what the fuck is all this about? Now you guys have just described um, whatever you call it, season one, uh, volume one, whatever oh, yeah. it was. I'm actually intrigued by it. I, I've honestly never heard it. And if I've seen it, I've skipped past it on Netflix at some point. I, I mean... Going back to what we were just talking about, I don't watch Netflix very much at all at the moment, so I'm very rarely on there. Um, but I've not heard of this show. I am intrigued to check it out, so I can't really comment other than that. That I'm I'm going to watch volume one and see if I like it. So I guess I am going back to Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, Reed Hastings? I got you one. But I am interested in this panties and stockings or whatever. Panties and stockings. It's a really like. funny show. It's it's done in a really hyper stylized American style animation. If Mostly. I get if I buy two turtles, that's what I'm going to call them. <laughs> that's it. That's all, that, that, that's all I have to say about it. I'm going to call my my turtles. All right. Stocking. All right. Um, I did not expect ready. to spend this much time on this show. I'm going to say that right now. I thought what? it was going to be a quick, quick, you know, drive. He's talking by. about his show. Not that's going to be a quickie. Robots. Yeah. Nah, baby. Nah. Nah. All right, you guys ready to move on to the, uh, this is probably the Big Fish trailer. So, I mean, if, if we spent like, what, seven, ten minutes talking about Love, Death, and Robots, how much time are we going to spend on Love and Thunder, right? So, we got yeah. the first trailer for Taika Waititi's Love and Thunder. Um, looks super fun. I'm not good. There's not a lot of lead up that I can do to this. This is the fourth Thor film. I'm pretty sure he's the first Avenger to get four films, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's correct. So, films. Four standalones. Yeah, four yeah. solos. 
Thanks for clarifying, I guess. I was, I'm doing it not just for you. There are other people listening here. This isn't all about you, Jonesy. About this. About is, it? is that true, Carl? Do other people listen to the show? <laughs> we got the stats on that. We need numbers. Yes, we need ab- stats right now. You, got, you guys, I'm, I'm not going to read the raw raw numbers because I don't, I don't want you to cry, but you did double your YouTube audience over the last uh, 33 episodes versus the previous three. Oh, so come on, bravo, baby. I like it. Bravo. Raw. What you mean? All the episodes where hardly any of us were there? Yeah, well, no, no. Actually, actually j- just since I started producing the, this for you guys, your your stuff has actually been there. It now, is. So there, there, well, there's well, the real. That's the real thing. It's like, look what I did. Good job, Kyle. We love you. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Love, love, and thunder. What did you guys think? Um, what did you guys think? Who wants to go first? I will go first again. I call it. Um, so it didn't really have like a big moment and you know, how everyone freaked out at Thor Ragnarok with the, yes, we're friends from work, but it didn't have a big moment. Yes, it did. It was hilarious. Um, I mean, the biggest moment is uh, Jane Foster showing up at the end and That's my sister didn't even watch the trailer that far. She stops once the titles roll. Even oh, she's I told her it was coming. Watcher. Even though I told her it was coming. She's like, oh, I didn't see that part. Even though my texter was like, the Guardians are in it. And the new Thor. She didn't even stay for the new Thor. Who I saw James Gunn and John Cena making fun of where it's like, I see she's stolen my helmet. The whole chrome. <laughs> nice. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. It should be fun. I like, you know, you have another rocking like 70s, 80s song. Um, just like the last one. You got your Taika Waititi flavor. Um, 80s. 80s i wasn't sure but i figured and uh you know a, a lot of people will point out a lot of panels that are right from the comics like them looking at the big dead creature or whatever and the guardians of the galaxy stuff is great i don't think they'll be in it that long and they don't need to be um but like where he's like star lord actually has a positive thing to say that makes sense for once and like look into the eyes of people you love and then like thor is like does, does it really make sense, though? Thor has no one he loves anymore. They're all that's dead. Why he, that's why he was staring at... Oh. <laughs> he's looking at the Chris Pratt's eyes. And he's like, no, oh, are you, who are you looking at? And he's like, oh, I, I was just listening. And uh, mm-hmm. I also like the idea that he's kind of like doing a Thanos thing, or at least he thinks he is, where he's like, my hero wing days are over. He's like, now these are like farming tools, not war tools. So, yeah, not let down at all. But it it is weird thing. That's just a trope. I know, but like it made me think of Thanos, especially like seeing his axe in the ground. Like Thanos had like a scarecrow with his arm. So after Thor killed everyone in the universe, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Um, I am still shocked we got the trailer so late. Um, it was so late. I figured we'd get it after Doctor Strange because maybe yeah, there were. It's coming out soon, right? This movie's coming out like July. 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 And this is still the teaser. Most full official trailers are out by now based on movie release date time and i figured they were keeping it under wraps because multiverse of madness would play in but it looks like this is separate from all the multiverse shit anyway yeah so you guys know me i prefer to get less less is more with trailers so yeah, yeah nice little trailer that's all i have to say who's up next i have spoken. jammer looks distracted no i'm not distracted I'm, I'm ready to talk i'm ready to talk so i mean i i thought the trailer was a lot of fun uh, I like the song, the way they use the song. I like they're continuing to find different ways to evolve the character and how he's, I, I'm actually curious, where's the conflict going to come? How much is he going to be dedicated 
towards as as Nick said, pulling a Thanos or whatever, trying to be- become man of peace, and how that's going to play into how the action is handled in the story. Is he going to try to avoid it? Uh, is he going to be fighting his instincts? What's his overall arc going to be if that's his overall goal is to be a man of peace? That's what I'm curious about because always you have this conflict between um, a character, their desires and their overall arc. And I, I just wonder what that's going to be for this. Another thing I love, one of my favorite things to come out of this trailer was a comment from Zach Stentz, who is, uh, was one of the original co-screenwriters of Thor back in 2000. 10 9 whatever it was uh, 11 2011 uh and he he did a really fun tweet after the fall of the dropping of this trailer says a big way i know marvel has loosened up creatively since phase one is that we proposed thor riding into battle in his goat chariot pulled by and back in 2009 now and viking company <laughs> and viking company looked at us like we were nuts now they are in the Love and Thunder trailer. And he goes on and says, weird thing about Thor's goats from original Norse mythology is that when he's on the road and gets hungry, he kills and eats them in the evening. Then they magically resurrect the next day and seem totally fine with the state of affairs and keep pulling his chariot. So now that makes me curious if that's going to happen in this movie. Uh, but yeah, like I love the arc um, that he's going through. It's, it's different for the character, especially when you look back to the first movie where he was like this bloodthirsty barbarian for lack of a better term where he was just a war meathead he was the meathead warmonger yeah. uh and now he's he's lived some things he's lost everyone he's loved well i guess for maybe korg we've seen korg in several shots in this movie that's his new that's his new bro that's his new friend that he loves so uh i think he's probably gonna die because you know i was gonna say r.i.p korg yeah r.i.p korg uh, you know, I guess funny. the only thing it has going for it is that it's Taiki Waititi's character and Taika Waititi probably won't want to die because, you know, he's like, I got to get my money somewhere, you know, just from reprising Korg. In the um, Buzz Lightyear trailer, I was shocked to hear his voice in that. And please. You talked about the uh, the goat eating scene. It reminded me of the uh, porks. It made me wonder if we can get a pork eating scene, <laughs> something like that in Thor, where he eats the goats. Probably not. That'd be dark, but funny. Man, so dark. Danny, what do you think? Yes, sir. I loved it. I thought it was a, I have a whole lot of fun. It was a nice palate cleanse. It was just good to watch a trailer and just smile and see happy things and fun things going on and stuff. I, I do think if we get another one, possibly two more trailers, they'll show a little bit more of, of what the arc could be. I'm tempted to think there's going to be something to do with Jane Foster. That's going to bring him back from you know being peaceful Thor, if, if for want of a better word. Or the song itself, which I love, Guns N' Roses, 1987, by the way, Nick's Sweet Child of Mine from the album Appetite for Destruction, a seminal classic. Um, <laughs> that could well be uh, that there could well be children uh, involved. And I'm just touching the straws now, but that would be something that brings him back uh, and gives him something to fight for, something to, to, to hold on to, whether it's Jane Foster herself or her herself becoming pregnant via Thor, etc. So anyway, the trailer itself is I mean, I was in when they announced it, so fuck it. Yeah, we all were in. It'll be interesting to see if they do the breast cancer storyline or not. And I'm wondering if the main thing I think they'll bring him back is if she's in danger or if New Asgard's in danger because of Christian Bale's. I don't remember the name of his character, but his like nickname is like the God Killer. It's a gore. Gore. I thought it was, but I'm like, I don't want to just throw a name out there. Why not? Stop it. Gorethon. He's trying to be a better person. 
apparently he's trying to mature like a uh, Chris Pratt, which I thought was kind of interesting. So, so you guys have touched on the, uh, the kind of evolution of Thor. What I thought was interesting is star Lord seems to be growing as a leader. And I imagine as some of that is due to what he has seen, what happened, um, the fact that he completely fucked up infinity war as well as losing Gamora. So I thought that that was kind of an interesting mini arc that we got just within this trailer. And I'm, I'm hoping that they expound on that, but I do think it's interesting that we did not get to see Gore. Um, and that's why I'm kind of hoping that we don't get another trailer. Cause I, I'm already going to see this. We're movie. going there's to, an, we're going to, I know we're, we're going, going to, to get the thing is there's nothing figures. that you're going to show me that makes me want to see this more. Um, and I got it. There are a bunch of people that, that, that feel and think differently about it. Um, but for me, I did. I liked seeing Russell Crowe as Zeus. So I'm really curious um, how he I, I was curious before how he was going to play this role. But it looks like he's just hamming it up and having a good time and handing how? Russell Crowe. You just, you just saw him from the back for a split it's second. Like how he's so it like, up. Yeah. yeah, he's like, but he's doing like he's got his arms out. He's got the, the lightning bolt. I just smacks him. He's got the lightning <laughs> bolt above his head. Like I, I got the impression just from the energy in the room, like people screaming and cheering or what looked like people screaming and cheering in Olympus and the way that he was moving, he seems very high energy. And so, I, yeah. you know what, you know, you know what, Jim, you, you, you could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, I'll, I'll take yeah. that. But I that was my perception. Patrick Stewart, not confirmed for this movie. So there you go. <sighs> anyway. Love um, to see a cameo from Jeff Goldblum though. <laughs> I like seeing a, a bored Valkyrie. So, you know, heavy is the head on the board the crown. She doesn't seem uh, like she uh, is. Hmm? I said on the board too, not just bored, but she's on the board. It's like a yes. board on the board. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she seems super bored. And so it's very interesting that she does not like uh, whatever seems to be happening. She doesn't like being a leader, which kind of makes sense based on what we saw of her um that you know diplomacy and whatever else is going on doesn't seem to be interesting to her and getting to see jane foster um as thor like everyone seems to be very excited about her guns so yeah that'll be fun it's very exciting how dare you downplay her guns i i really just want to see how she fights like that you're just spoiled because you get to look at your guns all day you're like it's just a normal occasion to fucking have big arms you're just hating because I'm beating you in our Apple competition. You're just upset because I'm beating, beating you in the Apple watch. I, I was, yeah, 100%. 100%. Find out next week who won our Apple watch competition. You're going to win. Uh, You're going to win because you, you got you got lower goals and you hit them. And because it's based on percentage of your lower goals. And I, it's not like, my I'm fault. More, you chose to engage I'm, in battle without understanding the rules. That's 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 true. not me. So that's I'm, not a me. Thing. I'm like me thing. I'm working out more and more frequently, and you know he's You're winning no because kill. he had he had a lower standard. I love that you his, challenged me, and you were like, "Wait, how does this work?" How does this work? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not wrong. You're right. <laughs> that's exactly what yeah. happened. Um, Kyle dropped an interesting note, and so I, I think. This could be an interesting path as well. He said that Odin tells Thor and Loki that they were born to be king. Maybe Thor's search for who he is will see him uh, go be king again. I think that's uh, that's a very high possibility because it seems like a lot of this is about him going to find who he is without the Avengers, without 
being a superhero without warring. So definitely being got, king. Yeah. That's one of and them. And if he gave it to Valkyrie and she doesn't fucking want it, I can see him taking it back by the end of the movie. Yeah. Him just and it's, drinking beer at these board meetings. Well, it's interesting that that's what he wanted, right? So uh, you guys brought up the first Thor. He wanted that. That was going to be given to him by Odin. And he lost it based on his own recklessness. Now maybe we come to a place where, uh, like Kyle said, that he like, no, this is what I should be doing. This is the responsibility that I'm supposed to have. This is where I, I belong in the world. Or of universe. course. Full of course, full yeah. Mar- okay, of course Marvel's hiding shit. There's one shot where it's him and Korg standing. It's framed for three people. Is it? So, Which yeah, one? There's one shot. It's, they're both standing, kind of looking up. Um, and there's definitely a third. Describe, it looks like it's two of the same. Shot so as the gotta, so not the one where they're looking at like the the skeleton. It's the, the one where he's dressed in the storm stormbreaker Thor, the '80s version with the long hair. So he's got the the vest and the t-shirt on mm. underneath and the camera's the graphic up away from them. Yes. Yep. I love that. And I think graphic oh, tees now. Okay. It's definitely framed for a third person. Maybe they just want yeah. to hide Natalie Portman for the post credit scene, as it were of the trailer, but maybe, maybe. Or what if it's a, uh, what if it's that, uh, it probably isn't, but what if it's that one guy from the end of Eternals? Oh, um, Fox, it's Fox. Uh, yeah, I mean, Eros. Star Fox. Thor- Eros. I'm sorry. Yeah, does he have a fox on his chest? Uh, he goes by Star Fox. Is like a Star Fox. Alt. Okay. I think that that's it. I'll double check. Something close guys. to that. Is he Thor's cousin slash brother? He's they're related. Oh, he's related to Thor and Thanos. It's I'm uh, sorry, Thanos, Thanos his brother. Thanos. Because in the Teenagers. comics, they're both Eternals. Teenagers. I don't think he's. I don't think he's big enough for them to blur him out or to scrub him out but that's just the first I don't, thing I don't think anybody likes Eternal so they're not going to do that I mean this film has been in process long before there was an Eternal's reaction to be fair I didn't think anyone liked you know Thor the Dark World and they made a big deal about that in freaking uh, Avengers Endgame so I don't think those two things are related I think they are I don't think the critical reception to if anything, I think that it was that right they knew no one liked it and they're like no we're going to make this shit of essential viewing they were trolling you well, I think the roast in the writers of the Infinity War movies and stuff did like a rewrite of Thor 2 or something. So they had like a soft spot for that location. See, there you go. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You guys ready to move on from this uh, this lovely trailer? I feel like I had one more thing to say. Yeah, and I don't remember one what more it thing. Is. Oh, come on. I'm trying to there. vamp so that it's I can there. remember what it is. Uh, you better do it fast. You better do it fast. Uh, I go do it furiously. I'm, all right, I'm done. Do no, it fast I'm and done. do it furiously. All right, I'm done. Well, okay. I see that segue. So we've oh, got fuck. we've got Vin Diesel announcing, unveiling the new title for Fast and Furious 10, and it is Fast X. Fucking boring. Which will probably be pronounced Fast Not 10. Fast X. Fast I'm, 10. You think it'll be pronounced Fast 10, or you think a lot of people will call it yes. Fast X? Yes. People, people are just going to call it Fast um, yeah. There, there's a certain segment of our population that will call it Fast X, Triple yeah. um, X crossover. Yeah, Fast Triple X. Oh my God, Vin Diesel we playing some, two versions some of himself. Cube. Yes, please. We need Ice Cube. To Along come with back. Ice Cube. 
Ice Cube comes back and he's like, you look like somebody I know. And Dom's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. By the um, way, I am that guy too. No, but I w- someone, a lot of people tweeted the same joke, but they're like, oh, I was hoping they'd call it Fast 10, your seat belts. They said it in the Instagram post. They said, fasten your seatbelts for Fast 10. No, but like Fast yeah. 10, your seatbelts could have been the title. No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm just I saying. I didn't look at the But he's saying that they made the same too. joke. Yeah, the, the they joke was already made. Oh, okay. It That's was acknowledged. It was that. acknowledged by official sources is what I'm saying. Okay. I didn't actually read the thing. I just saw the image. Fast I know you don't read. So Not surprised. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. That's that's the news. So the film is now in production. Um, and that's the news. So we've got a uh, no trailer, but we know what the title is going to be. And um, I think the film comes out in 2023. So this is the penultimate film in the franchise. So they say. So they say. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. Why? I don't believe it at all. Why? Because this was supposed to be the last movie. Now it's not. That's why. I should call the next one Fast X2. Just do it. <laughs> just lean into it. They should just call it Final Fantasy X2 and then leave it. Fuck it all. So this film will drop uh, 19 May 2023. That's the news. It's, that's what we got about that. But that Anything else? Is people, something to look forward to. Yay. By your dry dry tone, I know that I can confidently say fuck you. (laughs) You didn't like F9, though. Who, me? F9 sucked. Yeah. Yeah, It's not the strongest film film in the franchise, but that's like saying, like, oh, you didn't like the sequel series. Like, there are lots of motherfuckers out there that like Star Wars, but hate all three of the last movies that came out. So I think that I I can weather one movie that I thought was like, meh. Meh, guilty I pleasure franchise. I, I had Jurassic two movies. No, it's one, not one movie. Like uh, one movie, Hobbs and Shaw. That was an embarrassment. And F nine, while better, was still just only slightly better than Hobbs. And I Shaw. don't count Hobbs and Shaw. Still waiting for two Hobbs, two Shaw. So. Because you know what Hobbs and Shaw is. You know what Hobbs and Shaw is. Hobbs and Shaw is the Rogue One, except terrible of the Fast and Furious War. Right? It's the, the Rogue it's the One off. It so doesn't Rogue One. Yeah. You don't. Like, I thought you liked Rogue One. I like Rogue One. I like Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was brilliant. Rogue One is is no Rogue One is literally just Disney giving a hand job to fans who can't let. I tell you what. I tell you what. Sixty percent of us disagree with you, so you're wrong. I don't care. Don't care. Is this what we're voting on? Are we voting on this now? (laughs) We have a quorum. Agree on one thing. (laughs) Thank you, Nick. This is why we needed. This is why we needed a quorum. Um. So yeah, I, I think that I can weather one one mediocre movie in the franchise. I never, I knew that I was not going to like Hobbs and Shaw. So I that was the only one I, I was interested in. I thought I was going to love it. It looked fucking awesome. But then I realized all drugs. the fucking awesome parts were just in the trailer and that was it. Yeah. 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 That movie was I'm Black Superman. I'm Black Superman. Too long, too furious. <laughs> that was the best part of that movie. Anything else? Anything else you all have to? I mean, actually, I didn't even ask you guys. You do you all even. I know what Danny thinks. I'm not going to ask him. Anybody else? Does anybody have any thoughts, feelings? It's a title. Consequence. <laughs> it is a title. It is also a production. It is. Mm-hmm. Like Brie Larson is in it. So I might yeah. watch the trailer. <laughs> nah, you're going to watch it. You're going to watch it. 
<laughs> he said trailer. You're gonna watch? No, no, you're gonna watch the movie. I'm, I'm, gonna, watch, to I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I'm already in too deep. I'm already. I'm already. I get the feeling that was a threat, You're gonna watch it. If I have to hold your fucking head against the fucking screen, you're gonna watch it. <laughs> Clockwork Orange style. This should be yeah. our Dubai movie. I'm gonna come to Dubai, and this is what we're gonna watch. No, <laughs> should have been for Fast Seven. That would have been better. I I agree. That would have been. But better. I didn't know him then, so it doesn't count. Because it it had to take place in Dubai, Nick. That's why you'll be okay, in another country then, won't you? Uh, not yet. Oh. I'll still be in Korea. Oh, wait, you mean another country from where I am now? Yeah. Yes. But not another country from then. Yes. I want to go to Dubai, but like, I feel like Dubai is better. It might be better when you don't hear Vin Diesel and it will all be in Korean and that will be awesome. That will make it. Maybe that will make it a better film. It will all be in Korean. All their their English, all the Hollywood movies are in English. No. No, I I meant subtitle. I meant subtitle. Yeah. I want. I, I just want someone to do. Korean. I just want someone to do a Vin Diesel accent or a Vin Diesel imitation in Korean. <laughs> yeah. What's family in Korean? How do you say family in Korean? I don't know. Okja. I need to look it up. <laughs> just to make up a word. <laughs> See, this is why we. I'm not gonna no, make that's... it up. I'm not gonna make no, it no, up. No, I said. He just, I said he just made up a word. I thought I made it up. We need time here. See, oh, this is why we need time. I was going to get people to listen to this episode. That's your job. Hajo. It's Hajo? Hajo. Hajo. Very nice. So that's how he was. His impersonation was. Learn Korean. <laughs> anyway. All right. I think we should move on to the next story. I we think should we got, move on to the, the next story? story. So the next story is we, this is a sad story. This is a sad story. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has been delayed to 2023. So the film was initially <laughs> going to. What? What's going that was on? me crying. How you cry. (laughs) The film was initially announced uh, that it was going to come out in April of 2022. Then it got pushed back to October of 2022. Now it is currently going to release in 2 June of 2023. Uh, This is incredibly sad news. We'll see what that means. And as of right now, why? Because I'm, so I'm imagining it probably has to do with the production issue. And I know considering how hyper-stylized the original one is, and this one promises to be, that they just want to dedicate more time to the aesthetics to make sure that they're not crunching their employees and are still making an awesome-looking movie. Crunch is bad. That'd be my guess. Crunch is bad, um, okay? And the last okay. thing I was going to say is that as of right now, the second Third, the third film is still on schedule to come out 29 March of 2024. No, which word is cool. Yet. That's another positive, right? You're like it's, you get a year apart, you're matrixing it or you're unless, ish. Unless, unless it, why would they do that though? But it's Sony. You're right. They would do that. So, <laughs> hmm. I mean, okay. if they're production issues for one, there might be production issues for both. So. I don't know about production issues. I I always thought it was pretty ambitious that they would have two movies coming out just a handful of years plus another couple of years. Like that rapid succession, it seemed really ambitious. And I just, I'm surprised that they would have done it. So I'm, I'm personally would, I was surprised that it was coming out so soon, especially with another one coming after that. But now that it's pushed back, I'm like, okay, I think it's a little bit more realistic. Take your time, get it right. Yeah, Phil Lord and Chris Miller and Lord and Miller, I trust those guys. 
are masters of the uh, the medium and storytelling. So like, I'm not concerned at all. Okay. Agreed. Danny. Yeah, I'm with Jam on that one. It, I, I'm pretty sure that it's for the right reasons. So I can wait a little bit longer for sure. Okay. Um, I am of the same mind, right? Like I tend to take the same thought process with video games. Like I know I want it and I want it now, but generally speaking, delays do mean that there is some, something that needs to be ironed out. So take the time that you need to get it right. And as Jammer brought up, like crunch is bad. Um, and so anything that we can do to avoid that is good. So yeah. Apparently, unless, unless yeah, unless the, the title you're talking about is called Halo. That was delayed for 15 years. And yeah, 17, 17 years. 17, 17 years. years. It's too many years. That's like a full, that's almost legal. <laughs> well, in Illinois, it is legal. Where I'm oh, from. Oh, I didn't really? Yeah. 17 year old in Illinois. 17, that's weird. 17? I didn't know that was the thing. That's creepy. Why would you bring that up? You asked. You brought up. I asked. <laughs> Listen, Michael Bay, you're the one who wanted to bring it up. Like, like you wanted to have a specific section of the show where we talked about like what is and isn't legal, just like Michael Bay and Transformers. You did the thing. That's a good point. It's That's true. That's true. I try. I try. I had those those awkward camera angles just sidling up the side of a 17 year old uh, Spider, not Spider Man, Halo series. <laughs> now Sliding I need to see that. Now I need to see Spider Man. Like Miles Morales, like, like just standing. I wanna, <laughs> well, now I just want a video of like Master Chief, like with his hands on the hood of the warthog, just like looking at the camera, wet <laughs> inexplicably pouring down his armor. <laughs> Who's gonna take you home? Oh God, is that the song they use in that scene? That is the song they use in that scene. I can't I watch the movie enough to know. <laughs> John. That was like one of the first stills John. they released. <laughs> was that was that Cortana? <laughs> oh, Cortana, please. Um, so just to segue off of um of Spider-Verse very quickly. So there was, I don't know if you guys watch the show or if you know the, the ABC show ABC show Blackish. It just went off the air this week. And after an eight-season run, what they were able to do and what they were able to accomplish and and bring to the show was and to the airways it was pretty great it's pretty good show i enjoyed it and it was a show about the johnson family um i don't know did you guys ever watch it did you ever get a chance to see it i only watched the first season okay i liked it Um, i just didn't watch more of it okay i liked it i got an opportunity to sit and have a conversation with anthony anderson and tracy ellis ross (gasps) uh, oh i love anthony anderson Sorry, really I'm good. like really envious right now. I obviously like many people grew up watching his stuff and I'm just like really kind of jealous right now. I mean, here's what I'm doing. I'm tying it back to, you know, Transformers. I'm tying it back to Spider-Verse as an intricate web of segues. Um, and what they, part of the conversation that we had, he was talking about working with Miles Brown, who had been fan cast at one point as Miles Morales, from the Spider-Verse. So I thought it'd be a fun treat for the listeners and viewers to just to see that clip. So Kyle's going to drop that. that. That was the thing. I got called into the principal's office a couple of times for, uh, why did you throw Miles up to the ceiling? Uh, well, that's what I do with kids. I'm sorry. That's what I do with my sons at home. Um, 
but uh, giving them the opportunity to shine and, and giving their input um, uh, was something that we welcomed. Um, you know, they had specific things that, you know, they felt their character should do. They had specific ways that they wanted to dress. And, you know, I, we all, I shouldn't say I, we all allowed them that input. Uh, if it was a little too far off base, we let them know that that was off base. And, and you know, uh, and in time, we could probably address that a little bit later. But for the most part, they uh, had great ideas, except for Miles. You know, he would try to improv with, with Tracy and I. And we, we uh, look, 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 little boy, uh, okay, look here. I, I'm going to give you the freedom to always do what you want to do as an actor on this stage. But, but not here, not now. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not now, not with that. You're a little too green to try to play with us in the improv world. But I respect what you're trying to do. It just didn't fit. All the dogs in my neighborhood are barking, Jamal. You, you should go kick them and shut them up. So, hope you enjoyed that clip, watching Anthony Anderson. What? Why are you gasping at me like that? Kicking dogs. I played a lot of Call of Duty. They get their necks snapped in that. So, like, I like kicking dogs is like, doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I, did I you guys ready? Time I, accident, I accidentally kicked my dog. So, there was a time Let's where cut I the chit chat. Let's cut the chit chat a-hole. And talk about the unbearable weight of massive talent. <sighs> okay. Is it hard? Is it hard to, to, to stifle it? It's hard to carry. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's un- it's an unbearable weight in which I carry. <laughs> so this film, starring Nicolas Cage, currently has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and a 90% from the audience. I'm shocked, right? Like anytime we see like some form of consensus between uh, the critics and the audience. I think that's fascinating. Surprising though, is there is a 68% on Metacritic. So that's an aggregate of a mm-hmm. bunch of different services and folks that are reviewing films. It's, it's 60, 67% actually, once I clicked on it, once the link refreshed. So I think that's pretty interesting, uh, but I'm sure we'll get into it and we'll suss out how people should actually feel about it after I read you the synopsis unfulfilled and facing financial ruin actor nick cage accepts a one million dollar offer to attend a wealthy fan's birthday party things take a wildly unexpected turn when cia operative recruit cage for an unusual mission taking on the role of a lifetime he soon finds himself channeling his most iconic and beloved characters to save himself and his loved ones gentlemen pascal who wants to go first? I will go first. All right, man. Nick <laughs> just jumping started. all over those grenades. Let's do it. Let's hear it, Nick. What, what, are, your, what are your over here? Spoiler free with his Thanos shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear um, your spoiler free impressions of unbearable weight. I very much enjoyed it. Obviously, a movie about Nick Cage playing Nick Cage has been excited since they announced it. Pedro Pascal is like my boyfriend these days. I can't get enough. It's either him or Oscar he Isaac. Kisses him. Yeah, we do that all the time. Me and Pedro. But, uh, <laughs> um, it. I was surprised when I got out that it was under two hours, including the trailers, because that kind of felt long. Um, as it kind of at a certain point, it kind of transitions from a comedy to an action film, obviously based on the 
explanation of the synopsis, but I enjoyed it. And I, you could tell the audience as it went on, were laughing less and less, but I was very glad to see it. Um, and yeah, I, this, yeah, that's all I could say spoiler free. That was interesting review. It was almost like I was really excited for it. It was long and I was just like, I felt I'm happy. I watched it out of obligation. That's yeah, like what's the sound called? Was. What's the sound called when an airplane crashes like that audibly? Like that's what it sounded like in my ears. Just no, just, yeah, I mean, that. I would even I'll buy it on digital or whatever. So probably go to a streaming service for free. I'll watch it again. It's just because the bromance between Pedro Pascal and uh, Nick Cage is so great. So I have a question before we get into the next part of it. So I actually haven't had a chance to see it, as I mentioned through our chat beforehand. But I'm curious, based on what you said. It reminds me a little bit of how I felt watching Tropic Thunder back in the day, where it seemed mm. like fun and exciting, but then like you're about halfway through, I'm like, oh my God, is this movie still going on? Jesus, are we done yet? And then by the end, I was just exhausted. The action feels that way a little bit, where you're like, oh, Does there's it? more to this action scene? I thought they did that and it was done. Don't you yeah. dare disparage Tropic Thunder. Fuck yeah, me. seriously. That one I do not <laughs> feel the same about. Okay, that's just how I feel. My bad. Yes, it's just you. God damn. All right. All right. Calm. I don't Jesus agree with you Calm this down. time. This ain't a Rogue One situation. We'll fight you. Oh, my God. Christ. I'm going to go get a beer so I can take this abuse. <laughs> is that the opposite? I feel like beer is so you can dole out abuse. Like Ezra yeah. Miller. Oh, pajama. <laughs> when he's drunk. It seems, Jones, that it's only you and Nick that have actually seen this movie. Yeah, you probably oh, that's right. All, you were right? unable to see it based on um we got no access to it. Well, yeah, exactly. Got nothing. Go- we we got today Sonic 2. That's funny. Did you watch it? No, I'm watching it tomorrow because we're not okay. for the show. Although I have just got the tickets for Dumbledore, which is next week, and Doctor Strange, which is the week after. So we're okay. well behind. Although I think okay. we've got Doctor it's funny because I feel like week. usually usually you're like two weeks ahead. I feel so like it's Ramadan. Yeah, it's Ramadan. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ramadan thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, Jam, you might miss that. I haven't seen it either because of the Ramadan. No, the I Ramadan. heard everything. I heard Ramadan everything. at the moment. Our movies Here's are everything. way off. We've got nothing going on. So, I, I'm okay with the spoilers. I'm I'm desperate to hear what you guys think overall. Um, okay. So, go go straight in, Josie. Unless you got your initial Twitter thoughts to to put out there first for the DM I do. Viewer. I'm ready. So, my my non spoiler impression of this film was I thought it was really funny. Um, most of the jokes landed for me. I do think that at the end, it, it isn't that it dragged on a bit. I think what happened was they described the movie as they went. And because you knew what was coming, it got less interesting. And that, yeah, it was kind of meta like that, but yeah. not in a meta way that bothers you like the Matrix for. Oh, God. Going back to the <laughs> Matrix, where it all started. I'm gonna throw my pen at you. Um, Good luck hitting me that far away. But yeah, yeah, overall, bitch, take it. Overall, Sorry. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was very creative, and um, I would I would recommend folks go see this. Like, if you have any affinity for Nicolas Cage or his films, or if you like Pedro Pascal, I would say go see this film. Absolutely. So, I just reminds me of the trailer, like the way I feel about Nick Cage is I don't remember which who was this was, but they're like, have you seen this movie? He's like, bitch, I saw Con Air in the other yeah. one. Yeah. 
and face off and cut air. Oh yeah, the crew. He's always Morgan to me. Crudes too. <laughs> yeah, I'm 44 year old man. Why the fuck would I watch Crudes too? Well, who's this? In the trailer, that's the guy you're talking about. I, I the, the, no, but who whatever. was it? Who was he? What's his name? The actor. Ike. Uh, I can't pronounce. He's just Morgan name. to me because I used to watch the uh, the Mindy Kaling show, and that's that was his oh. name. The show. Morgan. Oh, uh, it's Ike, Ike Barinholtz. Ike Barinholtz. There you go. Sure. Also, like yeah, the best friend it. in the neighbors movies. And so he and uh, Tiffany Haddish play the uh, CIA characters. Wait, are we going to transition to spoilers now? Sure. Yeah. Like All right. We've transitioned. Um. So yeah, Tiffany Haddish and Morgan. What's his name? Ike. Ike. Ike Fahrenholtz. Ike and Ortina. I like uh, Ike. So they play the CIA agents and they're serviceable. I find that I don't like Tiffany Haddish's acting, hmm. which isn't good. I don't think I've seen like, her enough in enough things. So she was, in the card, like she was in the card counter with uh oscar isaac and i think what's happening what i think is this let me let me say it another way they keep putting her up against people that act much better than her and so watching her act with oscar isaac i'm like no watching her act with these people i'm just like no like you're you're what's the opposite of punching above your weight i guess is it just getting your butt kicked is that what it is i don't know but I, the thing that I think I really liked about this movie, there, there are two things. Nick pointed out the bromance. I really enjoy that. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, watching Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal, just like they're lots of fun to watch together. The other thing that I, wa- that I really liked was the, I don't know what the, the phantom Nick Cage. So he had <laughs> a subcon, he had a, he had a, a part of him that would talk to him and he interacts with this ghost of his younger self. Well, he calls and, him Nikki and he used to go by Nikki Coppola in high school. So it yeah. is like the younger. So he, the interactions that they have, like they have yelling matches with each other and they open mouth, kiss each other. And just like, <laughs> it's the so like, ridiculous. Whoa. It's just like it's Pedro Pascal and Nick Dull. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I almost spoiled it when you <laughs> said that part. Um, <laughs> like we're great kissers. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of the thing that I, I like about this movie is that they were able to be incredibly ridiculous in this movie. And um, that was that was one of the elements that was incredibly ridiculous that I really enjoyed. Um, there aren't really a lot of. Oh, and then the last thing that I did like was the meta comment, not even commentary, but the fact that they kept saying like, well, this is what the movie should be about. Because so they're trying to write a movie. movie they're going to write a movie. And they just saying, well, what are we going to do next? And what's going to, what's going to happen next? And so once they say that they're going to write a movie, everything that they say should be in the movie is what starts to happen in the movie that you're or watching. Or even things they say shouldn't be in there, where it's like, it shouldn't devolve into a stupid action film. We need to keep this like a character piece with two best friends. And like in one scene, they're on drugs, they're on acid, and they're like, we should have a drug scene, man. Yeah, so it's fun. I, I like it. Um, there isn't, what it's weird. Saying, kind of reminds me of Spice World. Do you guys ever watch Spice World? No. <laughs> it really reminds no, me. Jammer, I am a 44-year-old man. Why the fuck would I watch Spice World? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm going to 
I'll I'll come in on the. I didn't. I have a young younger sister, so yeah, that that was in my head. Do you I have, have an a older younger sister? Okay, I had so an you older had a sister. sister. Do you guys yeah. not have uh, sisters? I had a younger sister, sibling? but I never watched it with her. Oh well, yeah. it was she just on, on in the too. house. Danny, you're old, older. You don't count. <laughs> yeah, you don't count. Wow, old man, get the fuck out of here with your producer kid. Danny fucking out. loves the Spice Girls. <laughs> It's gone like his hot, super high top shoes or whatever the fuck they. No, super I'm the older sibling. I'm the older sibling, and everybody does what the fuck I say. So <laughs> that's how it works in my house. But anyway, no, we're not doing. No, we're not doing. We're not watching Spice World. No, but let's say this is a scene where they talked about they're describing things like, oh yeah, the scene. It's really expensive, and then like they they use toy cars to act it out. That's that's kind of reminded me of. Anyway, it's very interesting. Yeah. There, it's not that, like, that's obviously. Even though most people haven't seen it, it's obviously very reminiscent of the interview, like plot wise, where it's like, I'm an actor and I've been hired by the CIA to go take out, you know, Kim Jong-un and I become friends with him instead. And the fact there's even a scene where they have the same kind in that movie, they like give him something he would put on his hand when he shakes Kim Jong-un's hand, it would like kill him later. There's a scene with something in this where we'll make him pass out and Nick Cage touches his forehead and he's like, oh shit, I just think I touched my forehead. And he's like slowly getting more and more drugged. And they're like, like you have to climb out. It's like climb out the window and like go in the other window. And Ike is like, he's fucking high as shit. He's going to fall to his death. <laughs> he's like, you know yeah. what that do for my career? If we killed Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> and then he is all passed out and he's really, he's holding the medication to wake him up. And then they're like, Nick Cage, you gotta wake up, Nick Cage. And Tim Hash is like, action. And he pops up and just like injects himself in the leg. You know what's funny about that? I thought that they were going to do a rock reference with that. So in the scene that Nick is talking about, he's lying like prostrate on the ground. And then if you remember the rock, you remember he had to take that a shot of adrenaline, stab yeah. himself in the heart with it, like this giant needle. I thought that's what was going to happen. But in what movie did the rock do that to himself? No, in, in the, the movie The Rock, Nicholas Cage. Come on, I need you to I need you to orient Sorry. your shit right now. Get your fucking butt. Like I know we talked about Fast and Furious, but get your shit together. And like we're here. we're here now. We're One here of my now. favorite scenes is uh, well they they're both the CIA tells him he has to kill Pedro Pascal, and Pedro Pascal's cousin tells him he has to kill Nick Cage. So like they're both driving out into the forest. So like both knowing they're gonna have to shoot the other guy, and they're like trading shoes and stuff. And they have they have the, he has the two golden guns out from a face off, face and off. Pedro Pascal has his gun. And they're like I can't do it, man! I can't do it! I love you too much. Yeah, and the his bromance room of was trophies, very strong and fun. The ro- his trophy room is fascinating. Nick Cage doesn't even know what the sounds like. He doesn't even know what the prop is from. Uh, the rock he's like oh those are some nice beads referencing like the you know the the poison gas thing no he knows what it is he's saying the line oh okay god fucking damn it you're just as bad as jammer (laughs) he's saying the line from the rock he's like oh an elegant string of pearls like no that's that's the line from okay i I haven't seen the rock since uh last year so i haven't reached i haven't seen it in about 20 years so I no, every year. So I watch I, Con Air, I, The Rock. You can't and, uh, no, face off. Don't reference that if you don't no, know. The no, lines. you can't say it. You're like, oh, I watch it every year for the past 20 years, and you don't know a fucking line. Come on, Nick. I don't know every fucking line in the movie unless I've That's seen a it pretty 10 times in like one that, year. That is a very and not only so here's the thing. 
One, that's a pretty prominent line from the movie. Two, as soon as he says it, Pedro Pascal's like, oh, The Rock, like acknowledging the fact that he's saying the line from The Rock. Okay. Are we all done? I just like, the last thing I'll say is I love the lead up to that scene where he's like, are you sure you want to go through this door? Because they think the kidnapped girl is there, which is part of the plot. And he's like, yeah. He's like, are you sure? Because this will change our relationship forever. And then he opens it. <laughs> it's just an entire room of Nick Cage shit. And it has that great scene from the trailer where he's looking at this. He's like, how much of that? It's grotesque where he's looking at like the wax figure. He's looking at the wax figure of Nicolas Cage. And he goes, what is this? Is this supposed to be me? He's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, how much did you pay for this? He's like, $6,000. He goes, I'll give you 24 other than like, yeah. I could never sell that to you. <laughs> so yeah, I, I thought the film was a lot of fun. Good movie. Um, like I would recommend it to anybody. I think that it's a B plus easy. Um, I, I would agree completely. B plus. Wow. I won't go too much higher because it, like I said, it did feel like the action went on too long at the end. I thought they were escaped at one scene, and there was another, and then there was a car chase, and yeah. I think I, it goes on I, for like 15, 20, for like definitely 10 to 15 minutes too long. Yeah. So like, uh, I just found this out. So you guys probably all know this, but my mind was blown when I found out that he named himself after Luke Cage. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? I didn't know. Yeah. So Nicholas, Nicholas Coppola, he wanted to change his name and kind of make his own way in the world. And so that, that's the thing. I mean, that's, that's why he's such a big Marvel guy. That's why he was in Ghost Rider. Mm. why he yeah. wants to be Ghost Rider again or wants to be in the MCU in some form he said yeah I'm sure I'm sure he he actually I feel like could be another fucking celestial or whatever alongside what Jeff thinking. Goldblum and yeah. uh, the collector like he could be the grand ma- no the, the grandmaster is that Jeff Goldblum the, chal- Goldblum the challenger is like their third brother that's closest to them oh, okay. him or Keanu Reeves I'm, I'm down. Is like a great challenger yeah, yeah. I'd be down because they're all so eccentric and Mm-hmm. Damn, I actually don't have a ton to say, but like I feel like with comedies, there it's hard to have a a like a super deep spoiler discussion about it. I just enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I, I, I think I'm gonna this weekend. I I think I'm gonna go out this weekend. I think so. Cool. I think I'm gonna try. I was planning on it, but this weekend got away from me. This week got away from me. It got away from me. It happened. D&D. Canceled D&D. I did. That was wow, because that of you, busy. Not because of that me. busy? No, this week you canceled it. I didn't cancel it. That was Sam. Oh, and then you canceled next week. Well, we, canceled we couldn't last do it next week. week. I canceled last week. No, next yeah, week. Is, right. We're doing it next week. Okay, oh. good. No, we don't I, need you guys, two I, I need you guys to work this shot on your own. This is, this is Get so a room. Get a room. Get a room. In two weeks. I don't care about your BDSM or D&D, whatever it is you're doing. Your stockings and Same panties. You have a dungeon master, so take it either way you stockings like. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Whenever I tell my parents dungeon master, I'm like, that sounds weird. Anyway. It really does. It says more about you, though, than it does about anything else. Yeah. Does it? I don't know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Sounds pretty kinky to me. That's why too. we say DM. So that anyway. just makes it confusing. Anyway. Anyways, panty and stocking and garter belt. Check it out. <laughs> With garter belt. With garter belt. Sorry. I sound like an idiot. Yep. 
Just, just a little bit. Anything else to say about the film we watched or any of the news stories that we discussed today? Shut it down. Punch the Cut check, the check or whatever. Cut the check. Cut the punch the ch- punch the. Why are you so violent? Jesus punch Christ. the check. Ah! Cut the cheese. All right. Well, dear listener, if you like what you heard, do all the socials like, rate, comment, subscribe, sh- sub- uh, yeah. subscribe, and share. We definitely appreciate. It. Also, <laughs> LRM has other great content. Where else on LRMonline.com? Part of the Genreverse Network. You gotta check it out. It's great. We got other podcasts for you to watch, listen. It's awesome. And you can get those wherever you get your podcasts. Nick, where you can be found. I'm at Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter. And Kyle and I do Marvel Multiverse Mayhem on Wednesdays usually. No, Thursdays. It comes out on Thursday because we are watching Moon Knight. <laughs> we are watching Moon Knight right now, people. <laughs> Fuck you, G. I'm silently lamenting whatever that was. Jammer, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter. (laughs) Danny, sir, where can you be found? You will find me wearing stockings and panties whilst watching Love, Death, and Robots. What about your garter belt? No, that's season two, volume two, obviously. And you can find me at Sir (laughs) on whatever social platform. And of course, right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you. Mission accomplished. Oh my God, we have a whole team who can actually do it. a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.